0: Assalamu alaikum. Hello, I'm Khalil Alika. And I'm Zahir Parker. And welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com. So, AccidentalMuslims.com is a, a movement, a platform where we showcase present and future leaders to help us live with purpose. And we believe that everybody has a story to tell. This podcast hopes to add value. So, welcome and enjoy. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu al-salamu ala rasulillah wa ala ala alihi sahbihi ajma'in. as alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And welcome to this very, very special interview with our favorite teacher, Salaamu alaykum. Wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair for joining us for this interview. Oh, my pleasure. And I really want to talk to you about how you plan to spend Ramadan, how you plan to prepare for Ramadan as well. Okay. So I'll start with the first question is, what's your definition of, The purpose of Ramadan, what should we look out for and try to achieve in Ramadan? Well, to
1: me personally, my thoughts on Ramadan are inspired by the only passage in the Quran that deals with the subject. Um, A little past the middle of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah talks about the function, the purpose of Ramadan. And what I find probably the most inspiring in that passage, first and foremost, is that Allah did not describe this month as a month of fasting. Uh, nor did he describe it as a month of prayer. First and foremost, he described it as a month in which the Qur'an itself was revealed. So, and then he, when he described the Qur'an, he described it in a way as though um, he was first introducing the Qur'an as though it's never been introduced before, okay. right? And this is a Madani surah, which means the Muslims have been receiving Qur'an through the Prophet ﷺ for, for over a decade now, well over a decade. Mm-hmm. And yet Allah says, furqan as though it's like Allah is telling us what the Qur'an is for the first time. So what that teaches me at least, and I hope other Muslims too, is that you have to renew your relationship with this book almost as though it's, you, you never knew it before. And you have to come at it anew. So it's a, it's a month of rejuvenating your experience with the Qur'an so you can experience it like that first generation was taught to experience it all over again. That's the first and foremost thing. Like this month should be a celebration of revelation itself.
0: That's what it should be. Oh, that's amazing. And based on that, what would be your most important goal for you personally to achieve in Ramadan? So I study Quran throughout
1: the year. Um, but I turn it up a few notches in the month of Ramadan. My memorization goes up. Um, um, I, I do. I haven't finished memorizing the Quran. I'm working on it part-time, slowly but surely. But it goes on an accelerator in the month of Ramadan. Um I try to catch i'tikaf every year, um, and in i'tikaf I do, do a lot of review of Quran. For me personally, um, actually the, the act of memorizing Quran is not just the act of rote memorization, but actually when you recite the ayat over and over again, it gives you a chance to reflect mm-hmm. on the word of Allah too, and to think about the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it brings about opportunities for insights which I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that's certainly a, you know a, a thing to look forward to in Ramadan. The other thing I really enjoy doing in Ramadan is the um, you know, the nightly tarawih prayers. But I will be honest with you, I don't, you know, a lot of times I won't join the entire tarawih prayer, or I'll go to a masjid which actually takes it easier. Because mm-hmm. some masajids, unfortunately, their big goal is to finish the recitation of the entire Quran, and they rush through the recitation. Mm-hmm. And there are other masajids, alhamdulillah, in our area, there are some that actually take it easy. They, they won't recite a lot, mm-hmm. but what they recite, they really enjoy reciting. Yes. And this month should not be about quantity it should be about quality there is no religious guideline that you have to finish the entire quran there's no such thing it mm-hmm. wasn't imposed you know we, so we impose this on ourselves right? right and and you find people that you know they pray the eight rak'ah and there's a mad rush outside of the masjid you know it's just it's, i got it over with let me get out of here but actually prayer is supposed to be this reflective you know spiritual experience where you're enjoying the word of allah in every rak'ah mm-hmm. and that's Really something I hope to restore every year for myself in Ramadan and mm-hmm. I hope other people do too inshallah. Inshallah,
0: inshallah. You just mentioned that about just balancing your sort of energy levels like for example trying not to Do too much in the first day for example trying to leave some energy for the last 10 days mm-hmm. Do you sort of structure the whole Ramadan that way you try to sort of Sort of spread out your energy so that you can maintain momentum throughout the month
1: You know I've uh, One of my teachers Dr. Akram Nadwi has some pretty interesting insights on Ramadan and how you should spend your time in Ramadan And I've, I've tend to agree with him Um Ramadan is actually not supposed to be a time Where you're not productive in everything else Like you're supposed to be as fruitful As productive mm-hmm. in, at your work And with business and education And everything else It's not a time for vacation mm-hmm. You know, for in, in some, some countries for example People stay up until like Fajr almost And they pass out until like 4pm Just in time for iftar And start <laughs> all over again They become like creatures of the night or something Because that's what Ramadan is supposed to be That's silly mm-hmm. That's not the point of this month mm-hmm. Um as a matter of fact, the, the nightly prayers, mm-hmm. they are just really a manifestation of tahajjud. Wow. Right? That's what they are. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not, if you're, if you're a person, and lots of Muslims, of course, they have a struggle even with the five prayers. But if you're praying your five prayers, but you're not good at tahajjud, mm-hmm. this is the month to get into it. Mm-hmm. This is the al Qur'an and tartila, even the ayah of reciting the Qur'an in slow rhythmic tone is an ayah about the night prayer right and Taraweeh is actually supposed to be this exercise for the night prayer so even if you don't catch the Taraweeh but you actually get up for tahajjud it's mm-hmm. even better for you right. you know that's even better for you mm-hmm. so like we have to change shift our mentality about um how we make the most use of ramadan the other recommendation i very strongly have for people is if you didn't catch the Taraweeh prayers at night but you went to pray isha in a few rakats at the masjid and then you came back for fajr at the masjid mm-hmm. that's way better for you that's right than staying up up until midnight doing taraweeh, and then barely catching fajr, or not coming to the masjid for fajr. So you have to be realistic with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. What is a bigger priority? I mean, the the Prophet ﷺ's instructions Mm -hmm. are true, and we should believe in them. If you catch the prayer in the masjid at at Aisha, and then at fajr, it's as though you prayed the entire night. Mm -hmm. That's his promise, right? So let's believe in that promise, and Mm -hmm. especially get into that habit in this month. I personally believe, you know, in my personal life, and you know, my friends and students I recommend, if you can make a habit out of Fajr and Isha at the masjid, then you're just going to have a productive life. Allah is going to put some barakah in your life throughout your day, Mm -hmm. throughout your night. Uh, A lot of good comes of it. And then this is the month to get into that habit because you're going to go anyway. Mm -hmm. But don't overdo it in a way that you just totally can't sustain it after it's done, right? Mm -hmm. You want to use this month as an opportunity to instill habits in your life that you can sustain after this month is over. You know, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. so that that's how I see it. You just touched on the word barakah there, and I want you just to touch on barakah and productivity. Where you see those two linked about being how to, the barakah of just the fasting and being spiritual mm-hmm. will sustain you in each other day. So people think about oh, I'm fasting, I've got suhoor, I've got. There's no way I can be productive, but just sure. understand the sure, concept sure, of barakah. Sure. How does that boost your productivity? It's way.
1: it's pretty amazing because fasting is tough, mm-hmm. uh, but. And you know if you try to fast tomorrow It'll be really hard You're going to be dazed You're not going to be able to focus at work Things are going to happen But what Allah says about Ramadan is pretty awesome He says <laughs> It's not a universal statement It's actually intended within the month of Ramadan Allah intends the ease for you In other words The fasting in the month of Ramadan In the month of Ramadan Is actually easier than fasting any other time And that's something Allah instilled into this month. month It's special So Nobody's going to be able to say Genuinely That they're having a hard time Because of the fasting As a matter of fact You might even find yourself Having more energy Than you ever had You know Now if you don't find yourself Having energy Then there are some other causes Not the fasting Mm -hmm. Now what are those other causes You're overeating at iftar Mm -hmm. You're going You're going to town At suhoor time You're eating like (laughs) Four times the breakfast You normally eat No wonder you're tipped over Half the day Because you're you're dying over how much you ate. The other half, you're dying over your starvation, right? So the, a balanced diet, is it's a big part of how productive you are. A balanced sleep schedule mm-hmm. is really important. People have messed up sleep schedules in Ramadan. They're not supposed to have a messed up sleep schedule. They're supposed to have a normal sleep schedule mm-hmm. in Ramadan. So maintain these things, take care of these things, and inshallah, it's, it's not going to be a problem. Speaking of the word barakah, you know, the... Um, the, the linguistic meaning of the word is an increase beyond expectations, uh-huh. right? So the blessing of this month is that you're going to do work as you normally do but you're going to find it being more result oriented, it's going to bear more food, it's going to be more productive than you would expect it to be. Uh-huh. You know, people are trying to be productive anyway, anywhere but the, the believer in Ramadan is actually expecting productivity above and beyond his own capability. Uh-huh. There's actually this divine intervention of layers and layers of productivity over and above your own capability mm-hmm. that you enjoy the blessings of just because
0: you're here yeah, in Lord this month. God. SubhanAllah And people talk about the example difficulties of the fact that now in the summer, Ramadan's coming up in the summer, it's gonna be hot during the day, the Isha will be very late, February, very early. Mm-hmm. How how do you just even in psychology overcome that sort of mental difficulty to challenge, oh my God, I can't do it, or it's gonna be very difficult, or be very you know, maybe very busy. So what do you say to that? How do you overcome that challenge?
1: You know, sometimes we tell ourselves things um, that we think are rational, but they're actually just an excuse. But the more you think about it, the more so our our thoughts. I'll put it this way: you know, in cognitive psychology, there are your thoughts and there are your emotions and there's your behavior. There are three things: thoughts, emotions, and behavior, right? Um, And they're almost like three rings that are superimposed on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking a certain way prolonged periods of time, it actually starts validating your emotions. You don't feel like getting up, because the thoughts have now validated your emotions, your emotions have become inflated, right? Mm -hmm. And as a result, it's now deeply impacted your behavior. Mm -hmm. So when you want to reverse this, the first thing you and I have to reverse is our thought process. Allah made this easy. This is going to be easy. No matter what the temperature is outside, no matter how long the day is, Mm -hmm. no matter what I think is going to happen, or I know as a matter of faith, this month is going to be easy. Now when that happens, your attitude starts changing. You, once your thought changes, your attitude changes mm-hmm. and once your attitude changes, the behavior becomes easy you know mm-hmm. but people you know often when they ask give me some tip I can do to make the most of Ramadan, give me something I can practically do. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's actually the behavior part is the last part. Mm-hmm. It's the thought process behind our behavior mm-hmm. that has to be adjusted first and behavior is easy yep.
0: that's just easy you know definitely definitely that's, that's awesome mashallah. Can we go a dig deeper about Aman khans personal life, the routine? Okay. Your routine like, what's your routine like during Ramadan? What, what do you sort of schedule, daily schedule if there is so, a typical day?
1: you know, a lot of people might know I'm a very public figure. Mm-hmm. And so Ramadan is probably the most private time I have. SubhanAllah, okay. So um, I, a lot of the activities that I do for the community and public speaking, I cut all that out. I don't travel, I don't speak, I, don't, I try not to do anything in Ramadan. I, Ramadan is more for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the evenings are more for myself. So if I do do something, it's 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 during the day. I'll teach a course or something like that, just to feel like I'm still doing something. <laughs> um, and it'll be like limited attendance. Instead of doing a program for a thousand people or five hundred people, mm-hmm. it'll be like twenty or thirty people or something, okay. and do it in a in a limited capacity, just so I I'm still forcing myself to do something beyond just myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that Muslims should balance uh, the, the 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 tip. The scale should tip more towards what you want to do for yourself to become a better person mm-hmm. uh, and instilling better habits in this month and yes, if you ca- have time to do other productive things for your community, be engaged, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, that's great mm-hmm. but really this is the month for self-improvement really I, I, this is how we should look at it mm-hmm. and that's why you have in this, in, in this passage also uh, first of all, it's going to be easy. It's a month of celebrating Quran, and then Ujibu Dawat dai ad-Daan. You know, the, the the passage turns to what you should personally be doing is turning to Allah more, mm-hmm. right? So, I ask myself, like, I mean, honestly, the way I spend a particular any given day, not Ramadan, any given day, uh, what could I have been doing better, mm-hmm. right? What opportunities did I miss? Did I wake up too late? Mm-hmm. Did I you know, did I rush through the prayer? Did I have breakfast on time? Did I get enough time to exercise, etc., etc., right? And a good balanced day, if you can create balance in a day, mm-hmm. then you can replicate that the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And that, that means a good life. So to me, a good day actually translates into a good life. And a, and a not productive day translates into a non-productive life. Because really, at the end of the day, we... Uh, we we recycle our days, right? A lot of our days, they go by, a week goes by and it feels like it was just a day because it's all the same over and over again, right? So if you instill certain habits on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the time to do it, Shaitan's chained up, the waswasa is gone, everybody around you is motivated, Mm -hmm. you know, Allah has given special ease to you, empowered you in ways that you wouldn't be empowered before. So it's a time to instill good spiritual habits, good personal habits, good eating habits, eat healthy, you know, don't eat oily stuff for iftar, yeah. you know, don't don't eat greasy stuff for so like, cut that stuff down, you know, get into better shape. Unfortunately, there are some statistics in Muslim countries, some Muslims gain the most weight in the month of Ramadan, right? <laughs> Which is like, I can't fathom it, yeah. I can't understand it. So, for me personally, that's what it's actually essentially and fundamentally about.
0: That's fine, definitely, definitely. Now, you heard about the mid-Ramadan slump. Yeah. How
1: do you overcome that? Oh, I get it too. Everybody gets it. We're human. (laughs)
0: You get a slump. You you know, you're
1: at something and it it, it beats you up. Now, that's when when friends come in handy. And it's okay. You can accept a slump. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You can have a day or two that are down. We're human beings. We're not machines, Mm -hmm. Right. But the point is to pick yourself. Recognize that it's a slump, mm-hmm. and you nobody's going to beat you up. You have to learn to beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to be tough on yourself and get back up on the horse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instead of constantly waiting on somebody else to come and motivate, I don't. I feel unmotivated. <laughs> yes, you loser. You feel unmotivated. Why don't you call yourself a loser and become a winner again? Get up. You know, we have the capability to 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 be tough on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We just don't do it, right? We've become, uh, unfortunately, I feel like. Uh, too many people are uh, obsessed with the idea of the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. right? Which just means, well, I mean, I may ask yourself that. What, is, what does it mean, the pursuit of happiness? If I just had a lunch and I feel like doing nothing, I'm happy. <laughs> That's not a high pursuit. It's not like a goal <laughs> in life. Uh, you know, I just I just played some video games. I feel kind of happy, yeah. yeah. There should be higher pursuits in life, man. Sure. Have some grit. Have some toughness, mm-hmm. you know? So... People that don't aim higher than just happiness, they mm-hmm. don't accomplish things in life. Mm-hmm. Happiness is actually to me a byproduct of actual productivity in life. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So you're looking for a transformation. And the other thing I'll say here is uh, about the slump that's really important. People compare themselves to others. Mm-hmm. That guy goes to the masjid every day This person is Mashallah. look at this person Look at what they're doing, they're doing work, they're doing school And they're praying, and they're doing this, and they're doing that Oh my God, I'm such a loser And then your slump gets deeper And the core problem isn't that they're a winner The core problem is you're comparing yourself No two human beings are the same Mm -hmm. You have to compare yourself to me I have to compare myself, not to anybody else I have to compare myself to myself from yesterday Mm. That's it Mm -hmm. Why was yesterday better than today? What did I do wrong? And you have to beat yourself at this game. That's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's a constant journey towards improvement of yourself. Self. So if you can tell yourself, I did more today than I did yesterday, I'm doing better than I did yesterday, that's, that's the winner. Not what you're comparing yourself to somebody else with, you see? And that's actually an attitude that Muslims should adopt in life. <laughs> it's actually a Quranic concept. Allah says, uh, um, to, to, uh, tells us to pray. That perhaps my master will guide me all the way to closer. i mean, using all the way on purpose. The lam is for haya. What, what does that mean? To Allah, you getting closer, not the closest, mm-hmm. not to the end. You making it closer to guidance is the eventual goal. Mm-hmm. If a human being dies, pursuing betterment, not perfection, mm-hmm. just betterment, they
0: have led a successful life. So what about the last 10 nights? What is the most productive thing you could do in the last 10 nights of
1: last 10 nights of ramadan to me is just ibadah 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 forget the world just you and god mm-hmm. and his word recite as much as you possibly can memorize as much as you possibly can spend time spend time at the masjid as much as you possibly can seek forgiveness from people as that's a spiritual exercise seek forgiveness from people as much as you possibly can forgive others as you, as much as you possibly. think in your mind about people you've got a grudge against for years make a list write it out the, your hit list mm-hmm and call those people and make amends with them mm-hmm. and and think deeply about who you may have offended realizing it or not realizing it and make amends with them the, this is the time to make the most of you know to, this refining yourself is not just about being spiritual and praying more mm-hmm. it's also about fixing your relationships with other people right especially with family start with family work towards close circles then work towards business affiliations etc there's a ripple right the people closest to you mm-hmm. all the way to the people furthest from you mm-hmm. and so you know, too often we talk about how we have to be productive in the community and we have to do political activism and social activism. That sounds great. I mean, I, I agree with it entirely, but that's out here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that's messed up right here yeah. that you're not even looking at. You know, you're not even you're like acknowledging your, your, your mom. You're not even being kinder to your dad. When's the last time you give him a hug? Mm-hmm. So it's simple like that, you know, this is how last 10 nights It's about like to me. It's about extra, you know, uh, reflection on oneself Mm -hmm. and where their gaps are in life, Mm -hmm. and what they should be doing to to improve them. Similarly, with our non-Muslim neighbors, last ten nights is a time for you to share this this joy of Ramadan with them. Give them gifts, Mm -hmm. give them share share food with them. Let them know if they ever have any questions, they're free to ask you or whatever. You know, we should be we should engage and because you know I say that why specifically I mentioned non-Muslim neighbors mm-hmm. because the ayah says mm-hmm. that's in the beginning mm-hmm. when he said Ramadan he said mm-hmm. so this is the time to maybe even share the blessings of this guidance with other people directly and indirectly mm-hmm. just the fact that you know Muslims are going to be in the presence of other non-Muslims just their presence might have an impact mm-hmm. they might just say wait these people aren't as crazy as I thought they were. You know? Mm-hmm. But what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. You know, just that. And then you could fulfill Hudan mm-hmm. You know? So that's what the last 10 nights are about. Just kicking it in high gear and ending on a high note. Inshallah.
0: Alhamdulillah. Awesome. And what's the biggest positive change any particular Ramadan has brought to your life from the previous Ramadans? Oh man. Ramadan changed my life.
1: Entirely, as a, uh, the biggest Ramadan, I would say I was I was 18 years old. I was uh, in Queens, mm-hmm. and um, they had tarawih, but they had a, they had somebody come in who would. Uh, after the Taraweeh, they would actually translate everything that was recited, wow. uh, ayah by ayah, right. right? And they would so they would pray four, and then he would translate the four and explain them briefly. Mm-hmm. That would take about forty-five minutes. Then they'd pray four, and he'd go like that, and they'd go until twelve thirty-one in the morning, okay. right? And he would translate in such a flow because he didn't have a translation in front of him; he was just translating off the cuff, right? Wow. Uh, that and I didn't know any Arabic at the time, so I'm listening to this, and I felt like man. I mean, I forgot that he's talking. I just remember Qur'an talking, you know. Mm-hmm. And for, for the first time, I felt like Qur'an is a conversation between God and humanity. Mm-hmm. I felt, because you, when you're reading a book, it's a book. Mm-hmm. But when you're hearing it, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. And well, originally, the Qur'an was what? It was heard, right? So, I just, I was so mesmerized by the Qur'an as a conversation. I said, I need to learn what you just did at the end of that month. Mm-hmm. And the, he said, just why don't you just learn Arabic? I was like okay <laughs> and then I started learning Arabic and here we are so it started in Ramadan oh you know wow. final, subhanallah it's final, it's final.
0: and the final question is about so you had a great month inshallah you know you've gone through these changes you've done all the spiritual upliftment and then Ramadan ends and then sort of that you're going through that again, that slump again after Ramadan how do you overcome them how do you stay consistent after Ramadan the questions that we always get
1: to me there is no such thing as a slump after Ramadan mm-hmm. Ramadan is this high You should, should ride that wave dude mm-hmm. Ride it out Do set, set goals in Ramadan That you don't finish in Ramadan SubhanAllah Awesome set, set goals that will take another month to finish Another two months to finish mm-hmm. Like for me memorization goals right I memorize some things in Ramadan But I actually set a goal Okay I'm going to do these, 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 these surahs mm-hmm. But I know they're not going to be done in Ramadan mm-hmm. And so it's not going to stop SubhanAllah You see what I'm saying? Awesome uh, the same way, like, uh, you know, uh, sleeping habits, like I keep emphasizing, mm-hmm. to me, actually, a person's life can completely transform based on how they use their time mm-hmm. and how they sleep. Right. If they if they could fix their sleep schedule, they can fix a lot about their life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why in the salataka'ana ta'ala al-mu'minina is important. Like pray Aisha and go to sleep. Don't have a late night. It's OK. Don't watch stuff. It's it's you're you're gonna wake up groggy, you know your your mind's gonna be busy even when you're sleeping. You're gonna wake up exhausted. The sleep won't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not gonna be productive this way. So the, the the prayer schedule in Islam it actually teaches you a pretty productive lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would emphasize more than anything else. And if one can keep that up after Ramadan, the best way to keep up motivation, in in my experience at least, has been being around people that are highly motivated or people that are. Uh, that keep you from going into a slump and you keep them from going into a slump so you kind of become each other's sparring buddies wow. you know <laughs> so you keep you, you keep the guard up and inshallah ta'ala that will be a good way to uh, you know ride that wave and, and, and take it into what it's supposed to be by the way this is my concluding comment um, so Ramadan is 30 days
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Quran says that fasting used to be less days than this okay. but because the Quran came down as a commemoration of this month the, uh, this revelation which came down in one night in one night mm-hmm. so you should celebrate one night mm-hmm. fast one night the night that it came down mm-hmm. but this revelation is so powerful that Allah gave us thirty days which is supposed to be harder than one night sure. but he says he wants ease for you. Mm-hmm. So first I'll give you more but I'll make it easy for you. Mm-hmm. Now what is this? What is this this thirty days supposed to be? I'll tell you what it's supposed to be. You know, uh, if somebody joins the military, or somebody joins the police academy, or you know, the fire department, or something. They have training, mm-hmm. right? And that training is rigorous. It's a month, two months, three months, whatever it is. And then they graduate, mm-hmm. and there's a, then there's a graduation ceremony, mm-hmm. and then they hit the real world. Mm-hmm. Right then, they are actually going to face a real fire, not a mock fire. Then they're going to be on the battlefield, not a mock battlefield, like a virtual battlefield. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have to use their 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 gun maybe in a real crime situation, not at a gun firing range. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now Ramadan is actually divine training. I'll take Shaitan out of the picture. I'll train you on how to navigate your life with guidance. And as soon as that month is done, now let me throw you into what? Real. Th- now yeah. your real test yeah. begins. I don't know. see what i'm saying Mm. so this is actually training to propel you for life Mm. your test didn't get over like the the attitude that now we're on a break (laughs) is like saying the guy who just did all his training ah, finally it's over no 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 now you start work now the work began that's again this is a mental shift Mm. right we have to now we have to face our, our, our true self. We have to face the shaitan who's going to be a qareen who's constantly there making whispers. Mm-hmm. Now you're ready to face him because you're empowered with revelation. You're empowered with the word of Allah.
0: Subhanallah. You know? <laughs> SubhanAllah. you so could stay for a long time. JazakAllah exactly khair. Really appreciate your time. You got it. JazakAllah exactly. <laughs> khair. And thank you for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. And for more from Sallamah, please visit Bain TV. Or download the Bayina podcast from iTunes and inshallah you learn a lot from especially you can learn a lot from Quranic Arabic and some of seer through his program al <laughs> 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 InshaAllah. So that's it for today's show. We hope we added value. We hope you enjoyed it. But most of all, we hope our guests inspired you to live with purpose. Don't forget to send us your suggestions via info at accidentalmuslims.com. If you know anybody out there that is inspiring, that's leading, that's living with purpose, please uh, do contact us.
1: And remember, feedback is our oxygen. So follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope you enjoyed. God bless. Assalamualaikum.